What's going on? Back again. Another episode of the Analog Jackson's Podcast. Um, just want to let you know we're now available on the iTunes network. Um, you can search Analog Jackson's Podcast. You can find us there. We're also available in the Android market on the Google Play site. Same thing. Analog Pod, Analog Jackson Podcast. So you know what I'm saying? Get familiar. You know. Best of both worlds. Put us in the car. That's really where we should be listening to it. This ain't one that you just want to put on around the kids. You know what I'm saying? Unless you want them to be raised right and get that real education. But anyway, you know today, we're talking about a power failure. Right, a power failure. Um, as always, names have been omitted out of respect. Also, you know, um, just because I think it's only fair to these women that um, you know they're protected. But um, here we go with a power failure. So you know, it was again in the guise of work, normal work day for me. You know, and most of the time, my work days, you know, would start around 6, 7 in the morning. Um, but that's administrative work, doing things at home. Um, you know, as far as, you know, going out, probably start around 10 a.m. You know what I'm saying? I'd leave the house and, you know, head where I was going. This particular time, in this time frame, we're talking this is like 2009. 2010, 2009. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm living in um, a very rural area of Missouri. <laughs> Misery. Missouri. Um, you know, this particular day, uh, you know, um, I'm a little later than normal, probably 10.30. You know, I head out. I stopped and grabbed me some breakfast, you know, making some phone calls, you know, while I'm headed to my first location. And, um, you know, uh, I stop at a, a location on my way to my first location. So I'm headed to a little place, a little small town outside of you know, the city I lived in, outside of Springfield. And that was my destination for the day. And um, it was doing my schedule. And um, I had meant for it to be a quick visit. You know, I had a, a few visits lined up that day, but this particular visit to this location was just gonna be a quick, you know, check in on a previous visit, notes that I had left, you know, see how far along they were, speak to some people, and you know, just go on about that. So, you know, upon getting to arriving at the location, um, and I think it was in Republic, Missouri, upon arriving, I would normally do my, my routine, you know, uh, ride around the, the city a little bit, look at different areas, you know, uh, check out some of the competition, you know, um, you know, do things like that. Now, while I'm doing that, you know, uh, my phone started blowing up, started getting a lot of calls, a lot of messages or whatever, uh, and, you know, they're from the manager of the location, um, there in she was calling me to let me know that you know um, the power was out at their location and it was kind of 
out for the entire era. So, you know what I'm saying? It's something that they always would let me know because, you know, we had computer systems and stuff that went down, the communications between, you know, the computer systems and, you know, our home office would be down. So it's important to let me know because I can communicate for them if needed. Um, and in doing that or whatever, it was just protocol, something that I wanted to have done because if anything happened, I didn't want to have to find out if I wanted to be able to respond with it or get ahead of it if I needed to. So, um, with that happening and everything, with the power being down, it kind of shut down the entire town for a minute. So, um, I usually wouldn't tell, you know, people that I was coming to their location, but considering the circumstance and everything, I let the manager know, well, hey, I'm in town, you know, I'll be there or whatever. So, um, you know, she let me know too that um, in the midst of the power going out, the inventory auditor was at a store. And um, she had forgot to let me know that detail because that was something also that they were supposed to do. Um, but she said the inventory auditor was there and she was counting. Um, but she wasn't going to be able to complete her audit. So, you know, up to this point in time and everything, um, this is a, a natural process. the store employees counted, but also to check the checker, you bring somebody in behind them to sure up your inventory, you know, from the auditor standpoint. So, you know, I knew we had auditors, and I had had, you know, some limited communication with their supervisor, and, um, you know, a supervisor on my side as a liaison between that, but I never really kind of interacted specifically with an actual auditor. So, you know, I'm headed to the store and, um, you know, I get there and, and, and before I get there, you know, the only thing I know uh, about this particular auditor is she's a, she's a woman. Um, from what I had heard about her, she was a nice woman. She was very agreeable and worked with the employees, but she was very thorough. Um, so, you know, um, I don't remember if I had talked to her before um, meeting her specifically if I had talked to her maybe I sent her a message or something or had replied to a message from her or spoke to her in third person but I don't really remember talking to her you know so when I get to the store I'm really into my normal routine um, you know I don't want to disrupt because it's already disrupted with the power being out and everything um, but you know I get there and I introduce myself to her and um you know uh in, in introducing myself to her and everything you know um I'm talking to her from a professional very professional standpoint um you know um introduce myself make a little slight conversation talk to the managers and things like that I always tried to very be very very professional when in the midst of my employees because they watched everything that I did and from the standpoint of that, in the area I was in, um, being African-American, I kind of stood out. And um, a large amount of my workforce, I'd probably say about 95%, was, um, you know, Caucasian. So for me, it was kind of like everything you did was on display. Everything you said, the way you acted, all of that was on display. Um, so I literally was a walking example for a lot uh, that was underrepresented and I think I did a very good job of that 
but um you know the auditor she didn't have a real dominating presence you know she had a very warm aura about her, her you know her demeanor was very calm and i, I like that um you know because her being like that kind of put the people at ease she she didn't really act nervous and it was she had an ability to be able to um or in that position you had an ability to be able to make uh managers nervous especially managers that might not be as good at their job um but she, you know, was very calm. She had a good, you know, uh, rapport with the people. Um, you know, she did it. She was good at her job. Um, and she communicated. And, you know, so um, during that, you know, exchange where we got to meet, um, she, you know, kind of illustrated that to me. I could see that, you know, this is genuine. Like, I understand why people. I understand why people get along with her. Um, and you know, her communication was great. She explained to me what was happening. She explained to me what the situation was. She had talked with her supervisor. She had been advised at what to do. She talked to me and told me what was gonna happen. And I was like, okay. So, you know, upon, you know, my arrival and everything, um, I didn't see until I got to the store that she had sent me an email explaining that she couldn't complete the audit. So she explained that to me. And then, you know, I read the email or whatever after, you know, she told me. And, you know, if I'd have read that email and everything, I probably wouldn't stop. I just really kept going or whatever. But missing that message kind of made me stop there or whatever. But she did tell me that, you know, she would be in the area and be close by. And that um, if... Um, it could be done she would go ahead and come back later on that day and complete the audit um and i was like okay you know that's cool i appreciate that you know appreciate you being doing that and um you know um i, I know she had other locations she had to go to didn't know where they were at but you know i was very grateful for her to be able to do that because rescheduling means more money more resources on both sides and it's another day of inconvenience for the store but you know having those results then kind of made sense so later that day just like she said she was gonna do she came back she completed the audit and you know she still again good at communication sent me messages very professional you know let me know how to, what the outcome was and all of that now the communication though is a little bit more frequent to me instead of her going through the store manager coming to me now she's directly communicating to me um you know via message you know i gave her my phone number and told her you know if you need anything just get in contact with me um so this is well out the business hour this is late in the afternoon now six seven o'clock okay so you know i'm very appreciative for what she's doing she's gone above and beyond and because of that and because of her communicating and i see she's young she's very you know caring about her job you know i asked her for her supervisor's contact because i want to show my appreciation i want to let her know that she deserves to be recognized for what she did and i'm just gonna um, you know send a message to her supervisor and do so so you know i'm being professional i'm doing that as a courtesy to her because she really did everything you know and then you know also you know in my mind also I caught a vibe at some point when, you know, we was talking at the store. You know, I caught a real vibe, and, and I'm looking at it from the standpoint of, you know, I'm going to be able to kind of wield a little bit of the power that I have 
in a gesture, I'm going to throw that out there and just see what comes back. You know, I'm going to throw it out, boom, and see if anything manifests of it and if it comes back. Because um, I'm not going to lie, I was attracted from the jump. I was attracted to her and seeing her, but I'm staying professional. Like I told you, I'm around my employees, so I'm a real estate professional. Um, she was gorgeous. You know, she had that, you know, about her that I was attracted to and she just was very focused and I liked that. Um, so you know I threw that out there and everything. Um, so you know I, I, I'm at this point in time I'm riding a pretty good wave you know what I'm saying. Um, personally I'm living in the Midwest it's new territory for me um, and I'm on a, a whole new wave um, that I had kind of touched on a little bit, you know, um, in the past as far as, you know, living in Georgia, being in college and things. But in the Midwest, you got to fully get in that wave. You you paddle out. When the wave come, you ride it. And that's white women. Um, and I'm not going to lie to you. It's a good wave to ride. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to you know manage them ebbs and flows but when you catch a wave you ride it and growing up in the southeast it's a little bit different wave because it's a wave that you avoid you know what i'm saying like it's a wave that you spend a lot of time and a lot of effort avoiding because you know born in the early 80s raised in the late 80s throughout the 90s um you know and from a generation that went through it at the hands of you know um whites and and in america you know being what america is that just wasn't something that was you know practiced or preached or even tolerated for the standpoint in a lot of households and a lot of communities so now you're in an environment where you're outnumbered you're the minority for real for real um and also being that minority puts you in a standpoint of um uh, acceptance and almost admiration especially from the opposite sex so for me i'm looking at it as an opportunity for me to kind of you know just ride the wave you know what i'm saying so that's what i did um so you know I was very flirtatious when I could be, but I was professional. I was flirtatious with um, women outside of work um, just because it was there and it was open to per for pursuit, so I did it. So, you know, for me, in terms of personal pursuit, sending the message, like I said, was a power play. That was me making that move. So, you know, I communicated with her throughout the day, like I said, and she thanked me later. Um, that evening when she got a copy of the message that I sent to her supervisor and you know I don't remember if we talked that night on the phone or what happened or whatever but you know a few nights later or whatever um, I had communicated with her and um, you know uh, she told me hey you know she was going to be in um, another city in Missouri I think it was France she was going to be working out there and um she said, you know, um, if you want to get together or whatever, we can. So I'm like, oh, you know, all right. You know, so I conveniently, you know, organized my day to where I would be in Branson um, that evening. And um, I don't remember the exact details, but I, I don't think drinks were involved. Uh, 
tomorrow. She actually told me she was staying at a hotel or whatever. She was like, hey, if you want to come down, you can. And, um, you know, we can just do it that way. So, of course, um, I'm going to oblige. Um, but I already know that being invited uh, to this point uh, means that um, there's going to be some sex involved because uh, she caught the wave that I you know, literally thrown out there. She knows where I'm going with it. I think we both agreed without even agreeing that, you know, this going to turn into something else. So that's like, why the fuck not have let it happen? So, you know what I'm saying? Um, I made a few stops before getting there. Um, you know, uh, namely to get some protection, which um, I hadn't reloaded on from previous, you know, the visits. I would usually keep some in my vehicle unless I knew my supervisor was going to be close by. And then I would remove it because she had a way of kind of checking for different shit. Um, and I got a toothbrush. Because I'm like, you know, if things get right and I spend the night, then, you know, I can always keep on the same clothes. But you want to be fresh when you leave in mouth line or whatever. So, you know, I got what I got. You know, and I got there. And once again, when I got there to the hotel and everything, she thanked me for the gesture. You know, and still that calm demeanor. Very, like, smooth. trying to really catch the vibe to kind of feel her out to kind of see what it's about because we've talked and there's been some comments but it hadn't been anything letting us know like boom this is exactly what we want to do so i think at some point you know um i kind of moved from the little couch to the bed and i'm sitting there and um it progressed to what you know got to be you know us touching each other or whatever and um you know feeling a little bit defeated because I'm feeling like I've been pulled into the fucking okie doke you know you know before you tell me to come here that's what it is now maybe you do want some company and I should be respectful of that I understand that but I went there with some type of you know preoccupied notion I went there with some type of entitlement already that this is gonna happen so I'm a little I'm a little you know um thrown off by this or whatever but I'm like you know what I'm not gonna let her see that but you know what I'm saying she told me again but she kind of had a passive way about telling me because she told me but she wasn't really like worrying about that happening she wanted to see what my reaction was and you know in in the course of doing that or whatever um, I guess she could see I was a little defeated by that so she instantly said, I'm going to make it up to you. And the next thing you know, now I'm getting my dick sucked. I'm getting um, some very interesting oral sex. And, um, you know, there was some teeth involved. And I was confused by that because, you know, it was like she didn't care that there was teeth involved. Even after you told her. So, you know. I adjusted to it a little bit because after a while it did start to feel good but after a while she kind of relaxed back and it was less teeth so it was cool so you know um that progressed 
you know, um, got to a point where now, you know, clothes are fully off. So, you know, um, light flipped off. There's still a light on, but it's not as completely with the lights or whatever. And, um, you know, we just commenced the fucking. And it was good. Um, you know, and good is kind of an understatement. Because, you know, what I've learned is that when a woman is just as turned on by a man as a man is by her and that energy kind of propagates to her activities um it can make you feel that like you can actually feel that and it transfers to just the actual sex and then the attraction of between each other kind of stimulates the entire body and everything like that and, and for us i think it was an attraction that was there um, for other reasons but then when you see you got physical attraction and then when you can meet each other with physical satisfaction like the shit gets better so you know the first time it's kind of awkward because you know there's some teasing involved she told me it was her time in a month and you know whatever it was kind of awkward but it ended up pretty good and um, I don't remember all the details of you know things that went on but it was great you know um we we probably you know had about two rounds that night i didn't spend the night um i don't know why but i, I just didn't spend the night or whatever and i just decided you know what um i was just gonna go so you know what i'm saying uh, after the second time i think i took a shower um we talked i made sure that i had a good contact number for um and I had a work number. She gave me a personal. So now I got work and personal. And told her, hey, definitely I know we're going to cross paths just because of what's going on. Um, but I made something clear right then. I said, hey, do not stop doing your job just because of what we got going on. Um, you know, because I'm not going to stop doing mine. So I need you to do your job because it helps me to be able to hold people accountable and do my job. So please stay on that. And, you know, um, it, it, it was what it was and um she was she ended up being a really convenient person um for for me because she was no pressure number one she mobily worked kind of like i did so she traveled around and some nights she would spend time away from home so in her doing that sometimes she would be out i might be out we might be in the same area we could get together or if she was out you know um she would let me know she was gonna be somewhere i could go and meet her and i'm pretty sure she had a dude uh, some type of man or whatever a relationship that she was in because she was always eager when she was able to get away that she wanted to do something so you know we had a lot of meetups you know it was a lot and i would i would fit her in whenever i could um i had a few other you know um friends and, and and things going on but the pussy was good it was it was she was very giving um she was very um catering um which was something that i remember um but you know what i'm saying in the back of my mind i'm like i could really use this to my advantage because you know i could really defeat the entire system because you know as we got to going and, and going um you know she was willing to um you know help me out in any situation she needed meaning you know that if things weren't right as far as an audit you know so as to not make me look bad she could fix that and i'm like nah don't jeopardize your position for some dick like you know we're not doing that um you know, it's not about that what we're doing is personal um 
maybe we shouldn't be doing it from a business person standpoint, but do your job. So, you know, I remember um, through our meetups, you know, she came and met me at a, at a hotel, you know, close to the airport one night. And um, she was staying out and um, she put it down that night. Um, that was a night that I remember vividly because I didn't want to meet. I got there, she could tell I didn't want to be there. And she really, you know, kind of, you know, made me eat my words for not wanting to be there. Another time, I think it was probably in the fall or whatever, she had came and met me like on an early Sunday. I knew it was during football season because it was before kickoff. I was watching the pregame shows. And um, I usually could get into places before check-in time or whatever just because I had a good relationship because I would have meetings and, and book rooms for other people. So she also came. And we just spent the whole day, you know what I'm saying, watching football, fucking and everything and just um, doing that. She smoked a little bit too. Um, and so that was something that we were able to do or whatever just to kind of make the environment to just goddamn hanging out um but you know that was her and it, and it seemed like she was you know always with getting away she never said no um never said no if i if i called and i was like hey i'm gonna be here you wanna come she was like yeah um she was limitless as fuck and this is what will spoil you about riding that wave as i told you um i you know they 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 use the term Becky. You know and they say Becky will do anything and Becky will and it will fuck you up. But don't ever lose sight of the fact that you know what I'm saying it's not just Becky that's like that. Shakisha will be like that. Any woman that you want to be like that will be like that. Just ask or take them to that woman and um it'll be great. But um I think sometimes take for granted what race and what history has told us and we forget that women are very sexual creatures you know race aside and she was one of them um she was limitless though and she had a bit of an edge to her i remember one time we had a disagreement about if we were gonna meet and you know i told her hell i'm not gonna be able to meet um and um you know she's you know I wasn't going to be able to do it. So, I did get to see her another time. And when I get to saw her, um, she kind of freaked out. You know, she kind of lost it. And that kind of made me wary of riding the wave. Because it was a freak out that was a bit different. Because it was crazy. Um, but it was not normal type of crazy that I'm used to seeing from a black woman or from, you know, a control nature. I really went into a point like, I don't know, a nigga might make the news tonight for the wrong reasons. Um, and I ain't really want to call her crazy, but you know, that's what it was. But this, the crazy side of me kind of took that and was able to redirect that into some sexy energy. And it turned into, again, another good sex night so um you know it's crazy when you know you look at the demeanor of somebody and their reactions and you're able to kind of redirect that and turn it into somebody that's when you really just vibing with somebody on a level so you know things went on they gone on and i think the time me and her were kicking it and doing whatever might have been 
a good three, four month period. And then sometime in like late September, I found out that I was going to be going um, back to Georgia. You know, I was going to be leaving the Midwest and heading back there. So, you know, I immediately started trying to, you know, tie up blue skins that I had, but mostly with women that I hadn't ghosted. I started letting them know like, hey, I'm going to be leaving. Just going to be that. So, you know, it is what it is. And I was really trying to just like create them memories of them last few times. Um, and, you know, she was somebody that I kind of saved for the last few, um, you know, because we had had a few different interactions that were not just fucking, it would be different things, and it was cool, but she was always cool. Um, so, in doing that, you know what I'm saying, um, some things happened, um, you know, uh, it was good again, you know what I'm saying, but I felt like we had kind of broke some rules in terms of what we were doing because even though I asked her not to do certain things, I know she did. There were some situations where I know situ you know, all that shouldn't have been what they were, but they ended up being that. And uh, I would be told, and I fucking hated that because there would be situations where I may have wanted to hold somebody accountable, but she felt like a bad audit would make me look bad, so she didn't do it. Um, but, you know, nobody that I worked for me or nobody, you know, that she worked for ever knew what was going on and everything. And that was one of the great things about it, that we were able to keep our situation, you know, to ourselves. Um, and, you know, that was that. And I'm not even going to lie, them type of relationships, when you are single and you're able to have them, you miss those. Um, because, you know, yeah, you're able to get the physical satisfaction, but you're also able to get that companionship side and everything else without the the responsibility of obligation all the time um and, and some people could say that's being spoiled some people could say that's a false reality who gives a fuck live 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 you know what i'm saying like you should have those times um so the last time we met i know we met at a hotel um I, it was probably somewhere close to like Kansas or something like that and um, you know I literally tried to give everything that I had just so I could create you know that memory that it was and it was in like 2010 um, so I, I can tell you I'm still actively um, in touch with her um, today um, you know, this day in the present day and everything. And there has been numerous times she has told me nothing has changed. Um, she said, you know, if, if I can see you and everything, we can pick up exactly where we were today. Like, there's no problem at all with what um, happened and what ended. And I know she's in a relationship and she's in a committed relationship. And, um, she will literally tell me that right now if I got her on here and had her, you know, on the podcast or whatever, she would say that also. So, you don't ever really want to discount interactions that you may have, whether good or bad, because this all started just from me kind of throwing a throwing an alley, not even throwing an alley, just throwing up a shot, and that motherfucker just went in, so... It is what it is. And then, don't ever discount the fact that time will end it. Because sometimes with some women, you never know 
um, where you may fall as far as what a memory is, you know, for them and could always be great. So, you know what I'm saying? Hold that down and stop all this race shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Women are women. And they love men. And men, you know we love them. So, um, all this because she this and because she that, fuck that. Just give them what they want. 